This week, we have a real treat for you, one of my longest and dearest friends in Nashville. She's a Christian recording artist and has the actual voice of an angel. She knows me better than most and someone God constantly uses in my life. So welcome to the podcast, Miss Sky Reedy. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about my new fave water bottle that everyone seems to be talking about, the Hydro Jug. It's a durable and reusable jug that holds more than a half a gallon of water, so you will stay hydrated all day long. There are three different options to choose from, the Pro Hydro Jug, Stainless, or Glass Hydro Jug. I use the Pro, and I have been loving it. I take it with me everywhere, and it has helped me so much with staying on top of my water intake, which we all know I need to work on. The Hydro Jug sleeve has an adjustable strap so you can carry it anywhere. It also has storage pockets for you to carry any essentials like your phone, keys, or whatever else you need. Not only is it super convenient, but there's also so many color combinations to choose from. New sleeves and jugs are released almost every week, so be sure to check out their Instagram page for the latest releases. I chose the birch bottle and I chose the vintage floral sleeve so Russell doesn't steal it like he steals the rest of my water bottles. It is the cutest water bottle I have owned for sure. Get your Hydro Jug at www.thehydrojug.com. Use discount code CWK to get 10% off your order today. Hydro Jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code CWK at www.thehydrojug.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. Now to Sky. Well, the latest is... Oh man, there's so much going on. But yeah, basically, it's a little backstory. I was an artist when I was younger. Please tell, please, <laughs> please tell our 90s babies who you opened for. I opened for lots of different people like O Town and, you know, just all of the. Can we insert an O Town song here? <laughs> please, please, for those please. who are like, who is O Town? Probably half of your. We were so no, no. I got some. Well, yeah, you're right. I got a, I got a, a spread. I got some youngins. I got okay. some millennials. You Love know. it. Yeah. But O-Town was like our, what, middle school jam? It had to be because I think I was in middle school when it happened. But yeah, I was an artist when I was younger. And this was one of her claims to fame at Belmont. It's like she opened for O-Town guys. So hilarious. (laughs) But I came into Belmont having already worked in the industry and was going to, even more of my backstory, was going to sign a record deal when I was around like 16 and my mom um, who had been sick for most of my life ended up passing away my junior year of high school and so I stepped away from everything from music and I grew up in the church and I stepped away from church all of it and my dad basically forced me to move to Nashville and go to (laughs) Belmont which is where I met Kaylee and then I met my husband and he said why aren't you singing And I got back into music by his encouragement. I did not know that. Really? Yeah, that's how it happened. And then on top of that, I had a friend who was actually Russell's best friend. His name is Joe. And he started taking me to church again. And I had like a massive encounter with the Lord and just started turning my life around at that point in time. And so I... What year was this? Was this sophomore year? That was sophomore year. Yeah. So I graduated from college and I started doing background work and started touring and was doing a lot of stuff in Christian music, but also country music and pop music and um, was planning on moving out to L.A. to keep doing background work. 
and had another. Excuse me, when was this? And how do I not know that? <laughs> this was... Were you just going to leave me? And I didn't know. <laughs> I was ready to leave Nashville. I just Was thought, this when we graduated? When was it? This was about two years after Blaine and I had been married. So I mean, uh, I had okay. been, I'd been touring for a while at that point and had some really incredible experiences. But I, I went out to L.A. and I had another like just massive moment with the Lord and he said you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing you need to go home and start leading worship again which I did when I was younger <laughs> I wish you guys could see my face my <laughs> eyes got so big way to go Lord thanks for bringing oh, her back goodness. and like start writing so I came home and I quit everything that I was doing except for touring with Michael W. Smith because I knew he was a worship leader and I felt like I could learn a lot from him so I was doing stuff on and off with him and I did that for a couple years. And then I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but at the time that I had that moment, I also had a dream that a friend called me and said, hey, I know that you're doing worship music again and I'm going on this world tour and I want you to come on it and lead worship and I want to help you get your music started again. And I had that dream. And then three years later, I got a call from Michael one night and I'd just done stuff on and off with him at that point. But he called and he said, hey, I know that you're, you know, <laughs> stop it, <laughs> like leading worship again and that your heart is really for this. And um, and I'm about to go on this world tour and it's <laughs> we're doing this worship album that um, I just recorded. And I I just I feel like the Lord keeps telling me that you're supposed to be on it. Um, so I ended up touring with him leading worship for the next couple years around the world and doing just, you know, really incredible things. But that opened a door for me to be able to start putting music out again. And so now I just travel on my own and release music and lead worship. And she says it all so yeah. casually, like she's just <laughs> crushing it. And it's just like, so now I just oh do goodness. this thing. <laughs> I love that you touched on dreams because we talk a lot about dreams here. Yeah. And Sky is one of the only, not one of the only, but there are a few people in my life that I'm like, God has told me this thing and I believe them wholeheartedly. Mm. You know, it yeah. doesn't really matter who it is. Usually as everyone should, you should have like a check and like check in your spirit and like yeah. all of those things. But anytime you tell me something, I'm like, oh yeah, this is for real. Cause you never just haphazardly say things or whatever. Like you're sure when you say something and I know you check it before you yeah. say it. And they've all heard the story on here of me praying for dreams to know when to start having a baby. And if you've heard me tell it and you've heard me say, and then Sky texts me and had like three <laughs> dreams, like right away. There, This is her. This oh, is her. And goodness. the fact that you had that dream is not surprising to me. Like the fact that God like gave you such a preview to mm -hmm. what you were going to do is incredible. So I get a lot of questions on here of how do I know? How do I hear from God? How do I? Mm. So dreams are, we talk a lot about that, but like non-dream experiences, how do you know? How do you sense it? How do you tap into it for those who want to experience this kind of thing? Oh, that's really good. Well, I love what you said about checking it. And you're right. I do weigh things carefully that come out of my mouth because yeah. I believe we're responsible <laughs> for yeah. those things. And every time I have a dream that I feel like is from the Lord, as soon as I wake up, I write it down and then I pray over it and just ask him to kind of unpack it. But hearing from the Lord is something that we talk a lot about in our home because my husband is, 
very different from me, which is wonderful, but he's <laughs> not as much of a feeler as I am. And I feel like I get impressions from the Lord. Like I can sense when God is highlighting something to me. And that's just something that I feel like I've a language I've grown with him over the years. And so I always talk with my husband about ways that he hears from the Lord because I think God speaks all of our own language. Yeah, We don't all have to hear it the same way. But for me, something that I've noticed is when things repeat in my life, like words or topics or like a theme, I know that I'm supposed to start paying attention to what that is. And very significant moments in my life have been kind of been marked by that. I mean, for example, one word that everyone on the earth keeps saying to me, it feels like, is balance over the last couple weeks. And I've very much felt the Lord, you know, speaking over us that we need to find more balance in this season that we've been in. But yeah, I, I think God speaks all of our own language and that, you know, just it says in the Bible, like to, to grow in, you know, our skills and in the way mm. that we commune with the Lord. And it, I think it is an, a, a skill that you learn. And it's just part of having a relationship with a God that's alive and living. And, yeah. You know, it's not religion. Right. Yeah. So when you're like craving something like that, do you do something specific, like quiet yourself, go in a room, go for a walk, go for a drive? Like, what are like some tangible things that someone who's like, I want to experience that. I'm going to go try what she just said. Yeah. I like to call them rhythms because disciplines is kind of a weird word. I would think because they change all of the time. I feel like the Lord is very spontaneous with me. So I just sort of wake up every day and ask God, like, how do you want to spend time with me today? And sometimes that looks like me putting on music and just feeling and being aware of the presence of the Lord. Sometimes that looks like me going on a walk and feeling aware of the presence of the Lord, basically just posturing my heart in whatever activity I feel him resting on in that day. And I think that allows me for some sacred space in a life that is very full and there are lots of commitments and there are lots, you know, our team's been growing. So there are lots of people that, um, that I have to be in contact with every single day and there are things that need to get done. But um, a very close pastor friend of ours who has way more to do every day than I do always says that if he doesn't have time to commune with the Lord, then he will cancel everything on his schedule. Mm. And that's always really stuck with me because Ooh, that's good. if I'm not living from that place of intimacy, especially as someone who is a worship leader and, um, you know, in in ministry and also in the music industry, if my heart is not in the right place, I don't know how I make any decisions in right. the day. And not that that's what I'm doing it for, but it's just, I think it's of the utmost importance that we as believers live out of a place of intimacy and relationship. And that requires some sacred space, even in really busy lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I read some quote or heard it from someone. And I wish I could give credit, but I have no idea who said it. It was just kind of talking about balance and what juggling is. And sometimes you have glass ornaments and sometimes you have plastic ones. Ooh. So it's learning sometimes like the family ornament is glass and it cannot yeah. drop, but a career one can drop 
because it's made of plastic and not everything's going to shatter. So like it's always just learning which which one is glass at the moment and which ones can you let fall because like inevitably things are going to fall like there's way too much in our lives we're way too accessible we're way too busy we're way too everything there's going to be balls that are going to drop so which ones aren't going to totally destroy everything if they do and I thought that was so helpful because like even today I wrote something about walking a tightrope and balance interestingly enough (laughs) I put it on the internet today yeah trying to find me and yeah he is he sure is I was like I just had this picture of me walking a tightrope And I'm holding the bar with the weights on either side. And sometimes I'm leaning towards the family side. And sometimes I'm leaning towards the career side. But like, either way, I'm still on this rope, right? You have to tiptoe carefully and you have to learn when to tip and when to equal it out if something's taking up too much time or whatever it is. And I was like, it's fun, though. Like, it's like a tightrope that like is fun, but it can be overwhelming because you're like, I could lose everything Mm -hmm. if I don't balance this correctly. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone. That's all. I'm not alone. I love that, Gailey. Well, I'm so glad. I think that's amazing. What are the, I mean, guys, the Lord. See, this is, this is how you hear from him. I wasn't sitting there being like, so I'm going to have a word for Sky today. It was a word for myself, really. And that's honestly, usually what God does is he teaches you something Mm -hmm. so you can teach someone else something. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just give advice on something you've never been to. I'm not going to give someone parenting advice on a 10 year old. That makes no sense. I have no track record there. You know, exactly. But there's a lot of people with no children giving 10 year old parenting advice. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I'd like to see how that kid turns out before I follow any parenting advice that is coming from your direction. You know, I'd like to see that, too. You know, it's like (laughs) I like people who have some skin in the game and you have older brothers. And like Mm -hmm. I've always looked up to and watched what I do and do not want to do. We're the youngest in our families. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for you at least I won't speak for myself so much of your wisdom I feel like you're one of the wisest people I know first of all first of all because you don't just rattle things off I'm a verbal processor you're not I say a whole bunch of stuff I change my mind on and you just ponder you are so like Mary you just like ponder in your heart long before you say a word you are giving me way too much credit no I'm not Sky was my therapist we went through breakups at this when Russ and I broke up. Sky and Blaine broke up, except she broke up with Blaine, <laughs> and Russ broke up with yeah. me. And we would cry in her bed together. Yeah, we did. Sky's the one who made me realize that when I'm not okay, I take naps because mm-hmm. she would come home and I'd be taking a nap, and she'd walk in, she'd be like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "What? Do you, what makes you think something's wrong?" And you're like, "You only nap when you're sad." Not only napping, but like under a mound of clothes, on <gasps> all the laundry. I had one thing has not changed. I despise laundry. <laughs> Least was, favorite chore on the planet. It was clean, but it was just. <laughs> I hate putting yeah, it away. Exactly. I don't mind washing it. <laughs> I don't mind anything except the putting away part. Wow. It's my demise. It's truly my demise. One of my favorite Kaylee-isms. <laughs> oh, Lord, what's that it going to be? That needs to be like every guest you have, come on, needs to tell their favorite Kayleeism. <laughs> uh, but I was telling this to a friend recently. I don't remember why. But one of my favorite things was all of the new trends that you would be uh-huh. so excited about. <laughs> like you'd come home with... <laughs> like two huge gallons of coconut oil (laughs) like this is gonna change our lives such a fad such a fad person like bathing in coconut oil (laughs) using it as moisturizer like everything and then one day we realized 
oh wait this is not good for us <laughs> this is clogging all of our pores yes, no wonder i'm breaking out <laughs> but you would change your mind and you'd be like but wait collagen <laughs> you were the first person to tell me about collagen like and the vital proteins yes, whatever that is yes. they should probably sponsor this episode Honestly, just gonna throw that out there they should but you were like i do yeah, your, vital protein your skin your nails like it's gonna help us not get wrinkles <laughs> and we would us roommates we would always be like yeah great <laughs> i have this blessing and curse that i am very convincing oh yes it's not to convince others i am fully convinced i was just about to say i feel like you are so good at convincing yourself <laughs> until you're not convinced and then you don't waste any time getting over it you're just on to the next one <laughs> which is great it's it's great to well, be at around. least it's because i'm like well that's no longer authentic i do not believe that anymore <laughs> I, I think yeah. I have changed my mind. I'm trying to think the latest fad of sorts that I have been a part of. An Instagram ad Russell fell victim to. <laughs> and I actually avoided it for a long time. Because maybe I passed this on to him or maybe it came from him. I'm going to go out and say that you both did it in your own right. Because <laughs> Russell as well. Mr. Keto. Yeah. Then he's like all bulletproof. And then he's like this. and I, think, I don't yeah. do that. At least like nutritionally anymore i don't know if i ever really did i mean you had the whole popcorn diet thing oh i loved popcorn that i just was, lived on popcorn you really did it was my favorite that and coffee and yeah that stayed the same yeah salads with chicken on it salads with chicken that was a whole diet yeah for a while. <laughs> that was my, that's what i ate for every meal now now i do less salad more pasta less popcorn nice so I don't know if that balances out or not, but yeah. uh, here we are. Still don't like working out. Didn't like it then. Don't like it now. I'm working on it, though. Yeah, you used to run. See, I do yeah. remember some things. Yeah. I remember the important things. I did. I did run. I don't mm-hmm. know when I picked that up or why I picked that up. Yeah, it wasn't consistent. Like you would get no. in a... I would do it for like a full week and then yeah. not for two weeks. Yes. Yeah, I still do that. I'm very much still like that. That is hilarious. It's, it's <laughs> part of your charm, Kaylee. <laughs> okay, things that haven't been a fad. The Lord God never gotten out of that one. Consistent. Consistent. Yeah. Uh, I did. I mean, there's a second I was like, I don't think I believe this anymore. But that was before your time. Knowledge is power. And the more you know, the better decisions you're able to make for your body, for your health and for your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than planning to start a family. But for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. But with Modern Fertility, you'll get insight into your hormone levels and other important fertility factors. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the cost. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee, you can get $20 off your test. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. The results will go deep into every hormone, which means you can talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. Modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. When you came back to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I get asked a lot, how do I get back or how do I get started Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting because your story specifically is returning. Like you knew the truth. Yeah. Ran from it. And you can, you know, give them a little testimony, Sky. Yeah. Tell them the truth. Well, do you want like the quick but thorough testimony? 
Did you say like, butt throw? A butt throw? <laughs> what? Butt throw. <laughs> Honestly, that needs to stay in. We're not editing that out. That was incredible. I feel like people are, we've had these amazing conversations alone for years, and now people are going to see what really happened. Like, wait, in our friendship. What? Um, I I would like just the real story. Yeah. Okay. Definitely thorough. Okay. It doesn't have to be quick. We got time here. We're yeah. chilling. Okay. So like what was happening alongside of my musical journey when I was younger is that I, along with some other family members, was diagnosed with like a very serious autoimmune disease. And I basically spent my childhood in and out of hospitals and very sick and mostly homebound. But alongside of that, I had started singing. And the reason I'd started singing is because my body was, you know, going through a lot. And the only thing that I could really do was stay at home and watch movies that were like musicals or Disney movies with singing. So I started singing and I went to a really incredible church and I started singing at my church and people started hearing my family's testimony and I was getting asked to go and sing at churches. So I started traveling at a very young age and was traveling a lot of different places and was very busy I and mean, keeping up the schedule alongside of, you know, very poor health. That kind of went into high school and I started doing more inspirational music. And that's how I got into a little bit more of the mainstream stuff and pop music. And, and my mom, who was also very sick, ended up just rapidly declining and passed away uh, when I was in high school. And so I had been raised in the church and I'd seen a lot of things at that point. And I don't think that I didn't believe in the existence of God, but I think I did believe in the goodness or I didn't believe in the goodness of God. Um, Or at least I thought, okay, he's sovereign, but my participation in this is really not super necessary. So I'm just going to go live my life and not worry about being passionate about my faith and being in a relationship with God. When I moved to Nashville, just before that, I had kind of had an encounter with the Lord where I knew he was calling me back into music and calling me back to church, but I don't think that I was ready to fully embrace it. Um, But when my friend Joe, um, Russell and I's friend Joe, took me to church, I think my heart was beginning to open again. And I think that's a big part of it. I just, it's probably because I'm, I'm a worship leader, but I think I'm just very aware of the posture of my heart on a daily basis. And if my heart is soft towards things and open to receiving, or if it feels like it's in a closed off place where I'm not wanting to be open to anything. But I remember that my heart was feeling more open and I went to this young adult service and I'll never forget the pastor said, you can hold on to your pain or you can hold on to God, but you can't hold on to both. And that was like the breaking moment for me to say, oh my gosh, I had been sitting here holding my trauma as I had labeled it and it rightly felt Mm -hmm. like trauma as this badge that I had sort of been wearing around and I had thought, okay, I survived through all of this. I'm going to have to carry it the rest of my life. And I think in that moment, the Lord just so sweetly released me Mm -hmm. from having to carry all of that pain for the rest of my life. And, you know, even today I was sharing with you earlier that, um, of course, as it would happen today is the um, the anniversary of the day that my mom went to heaven. Mm-hmm. I think it's been 16 or 17 years since that happened. It's the anniversary of her passing. Um, and I just feel like 
the Lord so sweetly has met me and surrounded me in the loss of a parent. And when I started to learn how to let him parent me, the supernatural healing, I don't know any other word to use for that, but um, the way that he has met me has been life changing. And I think that I have had so much healing surrounding loss of a parent. Um, and I, you know, I shared this with your mom earlier, but I, I think that when we lose someone and when we feel that separation, there's, you know, no greater case for, for God, because I don't think that's how it was supposed to be. We were supposed to be together with him. And, um, and so it just, I'm just mindful of that. And I do feel that the veil is very thin and, you know, that there's a cloud of witnesses just cheering us on. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful for all of the inner healing that the Lord has walked me through as someone who went through a lot of hard stuff at a really young age. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, it felt so like the Lord because I actually had, who was supposed to be here today canceled and you were planning to come over and drop off a book. And I was like, Oh, for sure. I, what am I even thinking? Sky needs to be on the podcast. (laughs) This is perfect. And then I saw your post and you were like, it was however many years ago today. And I was like, Whoa, it just like hit me like a wave. And I was like, oh, this was like meant to be and meant Mm -hmm. to happen. And I don't know, maybe I have an episode during Mother's Day, you know, and maybe that's what this one will be, you know. Oh, I love that, Kaylee. And I had even, I've been doing just Instagram lives on my page, Um, but I had shared this with some people that a few years ago, the Lord told me, or I learned that I could start um, just praying that he would meet me in special ways on days that were kind of markers, things like Mother's Day or Christmas or birthdays, and then especially this day. And I would just always pray that the Lord would meet me and he's every single time. And you're literally, you're witnessing one of it right now. Um, I'm crying. It's fine. He, he does special things and like special, I'm going to start crying. We're just crying here, guys. Um, He does special things for me on those days. And it just reminds me that like, he is truly my father and he has fathered me and he has mothered me. And I had to learn how to let him do that. Um, But you know, and even I think back to our friendship, like, We've just always had a special relationship and, you know, you were, you were really on the front end of that season of me just beginning a really deep healing journey. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's special that we're here together today. And I, I know so many people in the last two years who have lost loved ones. Um, and especially with everything that our world has been through, there's just been a lot of loss. Um, and I just believe that God really wants to meet people in that and you know if he did it for me that's the power of testimony if he did it for me he will do it for you and testimony means do it again and so i don't know i've just even whoever hears this i i think that the lord wants to meet all of those people and do something special for them on those days that are that are hard because he is a good father and i do believe in the goodness of god wow Yeah, I think it's so powerful for someone like you to say something like that, because most people who are who would say, well, I believe in a God, but I don't believe he's good Mm -hmm. are those who walked through loss like specific. That is like the banner most people with loss carry. And I love what that pastor said, that you cannot carry both pain and God. You cannot hold both. And it doesn't mean that he's not there when you're carrying both. But like you have to lay one down to pick him up. 
Yeah. You know, like he's in the midst of your pain. Yep. I'll never forget when I went through my high school or whatever college breakup, which you were present for. Mm-hmm. And you knew him and us. And so that's like crazy. Not a lot of people come on here and know who yeah. that was. Uh, he remains nameless. There's a lot of history here. There's a lot of history here. <laughs> and I remember I was like praying over our relationship and the hurt that I'd experienced and the mistakes I'd made. And I was going through all of the pictures we had together and I was about to delete them all. You lived with me at this point and I hadn't deleted everything. And it was once Russ and I started dating and I kind of was at this crossroads and that guy had come back in town actually right before, like the day after Russ told me he liked me. And I was like, well, I need to see him. He's been, he's had this spiritual experience and he might be a different person. And so I said to Russ, I was like, I like you too, but like, I need to be sure this door is closed. And I saw him the next day and I knew very, very vividly it was not him. It was Russell. Russ came and even picked me up from where he and I were hanging out. Like I just left my car with Amazing. our other roommate. Jesse was there. He was like, how are you leaving your car? So he was like, Jesse's taking it. Like I just like straight up pieced out. Door closed. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, goodbye. Shortly after that I was like, okay, it's time to let all of it go. And I remember God showing me this timeline. He was like, I'm not bound by time. And he was like, I am right here in this regret. I am here in that hurt. I'm still there and I'm pouring. And like, I just saw him. He was like, I'm pouring my spirit and my, the blood I poured out for there to be healing. I'm pouring it on this situation. Like right now, as you're asking for it. And I just bawled my eyes out. I like went through every picture, deleted everything. And I remember you and Jesse sitting on the floor with me and I was sobbing. Right? Or was it Daniela? It might have Do you been, not remember this? I don't, I'm not sure. But you know my memory. Yeah, days. well, it was either you or... Da- well, Daniela's coming. We'll find out. Yeah. Oh, we'll ask her live. We'll find out. It was definitely Jesse because she lived there the whole time. You and Daniela <laughs> yeah. flip flop. You actually overlapped Daniela and she lived... She slept in my bed for like a month because she yeah. had nowhere to go. Classic. <laughs> you too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we were all a hot mess. Anyway, I just remember him showing me that of like this thing that is hurting you. Like it hurt me too. And I'm... I'm here and I'm covering it and I'm holding you even when you didn't know it. And it was probably some crazy, like intensive therapy situation. This is probably a real therapy technique. And the Lord was just like, I'm just going to do this with you. Just you and me. I believe fully in therapy, by the way. Love some therapy. Provided the therapist is giving good counsel. So that caveat. But yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that. That like, wow, I let him take my pain. It was a similar experience, but like I didn't realize what I was doing. Like I had to give it all up. And I couldn't hold on to it still. And like pieces of him couldn't still be in my life in a box in a corner. Like I took it out to the dumpster. Yeah. And I just tossed it all away. And I was like, and that's it. That's really powerful. You're right. That is a technique. And I've actually I've had experiences and this is kind of deep, but just um, where God has taken me back to specific moments in my life that were very painful. And I've just been able to visually just see his love covering those moments and you know that's been a a part of my process of healing as well and and I'm with you I I believe in counsel and talking through things with people and the moment that I had at church where I was able to release all of that was because I had been doing the work up into that moment of opening up my heart Mm. and yeah I posted something today about a verse that I keep thinking about which is we in first Thessalonians, we do not grieve without hope. And I think that God is present with us in our grieving and that there's a purpose to grieving and you go through it and you get to a moment where you're ready to enter a different season of that grieving. 
And so I think that's what that moment was for me. It's not that God wasn't acknowledging my pain. He was, you know, just bringing me into a different perspective of it. I was ready to let go of my hardness of heart in that moment. Taking one last quick break to tell you about the diaper that is changing the game for parents everywhere, Coterie. There's so many questionable materials and baby products these days that can make parenting scary. You want to keep your baby safe and protected without sacrificing their comfort. With Coterie, your baby can have both the cleanest and highest performing diapers with a comfortable feel. Coterie is the highest performing diaper on the market for infants and toddlers with up to two times more liquid capacity, up to four times faster moisture wicking compared to other brands. Your baby stays drier longer and Coterie parents report fewer nighttime diaper changes, which can lead to better sleep quality, not just for your baby, but also for you. Can I get a hallelujah? I remember looking up Coterie in the middle of the night out of desperation around month two, and it has ever since been our favorite brand of diapers, hands down. These diapers are made with clothing grade material, so your baby is more comfortable for longer day and night. They're also dermatologist tested and use only the cleanest ingredients. Plus, Coterie wipes are also national Eczema Association approved and environmentally friendly. Forget about nighttime leaks and wet sheets. Try the Rolls Royce of diapers, Coterie, which was voted top diaper to include in registry in the 2022 Best for Baby Awards by parents. Right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first order, plus free shipping at Coterie.com slash coffee with Kaylee. That's Coterie spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot com slash coffee with Kaylee for 20% off and free shipping. Coterie.com slash coffee with Kaylee. Now back to Sky. Did you ever feel like, I know I did when I had my come back to Jesus, did you feel like ever this shame of, well, I was like this or that and I'm no longer able to access him? Or did you just immediately have this revelation of like truth and you're like, I am new? I definitely think it's my nature to not look back a ton. I love forward motion. Yeah. And I could probably do with a bit more <laughs> looking back. You know, reflection. <laughs> yeah. But I do think as my journey went along, I thought about the time that I had wasted. And that's something that I feel like I've had to work on mm-hmm. of going. It's so funny. Even today, I just felt the Lord remind me that you know, nothing was wasted. And it's okay that I had to go on that journey that I went on. And I don't need to feel shame around it. But that's something that I had to walk out with him and give myself grace. in, because there are moments that I feel like, oh my gosh, I wasted so much time just doing my own thing and not not trusting God as my father and that he would see me through it. But you know, Everyone's human. Right. I always think about it's so humbling to me to think like Jesus died on the cross before I made my mistakes Mm. and knowing full well the mistakes I would make, even the ones that I don't know I'm going to make still. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, her. I'll do this for her, even if it's just her. Yeah. Which it isn't. It's for all of us, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) But like it's so mind blowing to me that he could see my mistakes and was like, yep, I'm still going to do this. Like, there's nothing I could do that he would be like, nope, never mind. I've changed my mind. I'm not going to do it. And I have to remind myself that when I feel shame about things. And I think that's just the work of the enemy. Like God, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And it's the Holy Spirit that convicts us of our sin and things that need to change in our lives. And that's always gentle. 
And there's so much mystery as a believer that we need to be okay with embracing Mm. of, okay, I might not have the answer for this right now yeah, and why it all happened this way, but he works all things together for the good of those who love, love him and are called according to his you. purpose. I was just about to say, can you finish? We're just in, we're in, we're in, we're in memory verse <laughs> class right now. We like went back to I know. Sunday I am, school real quick. I am classic for like giving the sky version of verses, which is really horrible, especially as a worship leader is really horrible. <laughs> so I am trying to get better at my uh, being correct about all my words. But well, I um, should have known you'd, you'd have my back. Well, no, I have to think of it. Yeah, it's fine. We, we paraphrase. We're not preachers, pastors, scholars here. Thank you. I'm, I don't have a doctorate in theology. I do not, but I, I do love yes. Jesus and I'm going to try my best. Same. I, same. I am trying my best. I'm reading it. Well, going back to what I was saying about the conviction verse, like when we feel shame and I, I just want to reiterate this in case any of you feel that mm-hmm. shame is a tactic of the enemy, shame, humiliation, embarrassment, anything that makes you feel distant from people and God, that is not God. God draws you near. Yeah. He is kind. He is patient. Mm-hmm. The patience he has towards me is so mind blowing. Like now that I'm a parent, I'm like, he doesn't discipline mm. me. He does. He, he corrects me and disciples me, but he doesn't like slap me over the head being like, you silly kid, you know, like, what are you thinking? Not yeah. that I do that to my son either, but just like processing his discipline and his guidance, how he does it made me reflect on speaking mm-hmm. of being reflective on just how kind he has been. I'm like, you are so patient. It is unbelievable. Yeah. But it's funny that you say you're not reflective because you are actually the first person (laughs) that I ever heard laid down in their bed at night and replayed their day. I still think about this. You and do? I still don't understand <laughs> how one does not do this at the end of every I don't, single day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at what point when we were roommates, this conversation even came up. But you said something about laying in your bed and replaying. You're like, you know, at night when you <laughs> lay in bed and replay your day. And I was like, people do that. I do not do that. I lay down and I go to sleep. And you're like, what? I'm like, I just lay down. I think about tomorrow. I'm like, what do I have tomorrow? I do not recount the day, which is why I always believed that my memory was actually bad Mm -hmm. because memory comes from re-encoding things and like reliving them and replaying them. And I was like, oh, no wonder I don't remember anything. I never do that. I almost never do that. I will never forget you telling me that. (laughs) I'll never forget you telling me that. I was shocked. Well, apparently this is a thing a lot of people do. I'm going to have to do like a poll on my Instagram when this episode comes out. And it's like, do you replay your day? Yes or no? Honestly, though, I feel like it's probably better that you don't. Because then you're not, I don't know, you know, going over things. But I will say when amazing things happen, I go over them at the end of the day and I just try and feel how grateful I am for them. But it's a double-edged sword because if really hard things happen, you can also be too introspective about it and get on a hamster wheel. Just ruminate. Yeah. I I do that leaving social situations, which is probably a result of my like, I won't say high school trauma, but 
just any like mean girl experience that any of us have ever had Mm -hmm. leaving every situation being like oh man I said that wrong or they could be mad about that I definitely do that classic girls who grew up with brothers and not (laughs) sisters just saying crap thinking like it's not a big deal like and then girls just getting so mad yeah I had it coming like I told one of our friends that the guy she didn't like didn't like her on her birthday oh Kaylee yeah like I was in I was in college no yeah for sure like things you should not do I'm not saying that girls were wrong being mad at me. I think yeah. I was just oblivious. Yeah. And I found out he didn't. And I was like, you know what? She should know now so she can move on. <laughs> That's horrific. Cool. I've gotten a lot better about timing and tact. Oh, good for you. And But I wasn't. I was just like, oh, here's the information she needs to know. She should know right now so she can move. It was her birthday party. <laughs> Not just birthday. Birthday party. <laughs> party but you thought you were doing her a favor i did yeah, and i helpful. was not a good friend i actually saw her recently <laughs> and i was like i feel like i need to apologize for this <laughs> like i don't know if i ever properly did like i was like wow. still just figuring out how to be friends with girls and clearly failing at it yeah so anytime you hear me mention girl friendships were hard for me it was not not just them it was one million i had a big role to play (laughs) at least you know and you're acknowledging it you know we're (laughs) we're trying to grow see being reflective here we are being reflective on our positive and negative experiences it it can be a good thing it can't it can well and that's why we were such great roommates also because you get mad about zero things yeah i'm pretty easy the common thread of people who are closest to me it's just more of a reflection of myself and then them is they're not people who get easily mad Mm -hmm. well i'm pretty like self-sufficient as a human yeah you're not codependent in any way yeah i just i kind of do my own thing Mm -hmm. and so i think i'm just naturally drawn towards people who are similar Mm -hmm. and I don't know it does make for really wonderful friendships but it also can result in us not seeing <laughs> each other for like six now. months at a time yeah, we, need not, to, we need to be a little more codependent right you're not like banging down my door to catch up so but we, we i need to know. do it more obviously I, somehow we always find each other yeah well know? the lord yeah he did this today he literally did he literally did i've been trying to bring that book back to you for like six months (laughs) so well here we are yeah okay well before we close out one i'm so proud of myself for remembering the question i ask everybody is how do you take your coffee and now you're the second person on this season Mm. who doesn't actually drink coffee So, Sky, how do you take your tea? And I actually really want you to break this down and okay. give the people what they deserve to know about your husband. Well, so my husband is very into traditional Chinese tea. And um, he makes tea every single morning and there's a whole process to it. If you don't know anything about it, it's very similar to pour over yeah. coffee style. There are steps and things that need to be done and temperatures and yes and steep he, times. he orders his tea straight from china he goes through these like huge lists kind of they look like very similar to wine lists like just you would never know what you're ordering unless you knew the region and the year and all of that kind of stuff so he's very serious about tea um but i don't do well with caffeine so i don't drink it with him so i started drinking herbal teas because well actually in the words of kaylee find activities that you can do alongside your husband That's right. So, so we take walks and we have tea next to each so other. Cute. And it's great. It's just like our little our little rhythm that we love doing together. But I really love herbal teas and I love all different kinds, but that's definitely my thing. 
I love it. I'm so honored <laughs> that everyone got to know about Blaine and his tea parties. I've only been to one or two of them, and they are fascinating. He is so precious as he does it. He takes it very seriously. It's like, it is truly, the comparison is a wine list. Like, Russ yeah. gets like that. So nerdy. Yeah. So cute. There's a whole culture to it. And the cool thing about it, especially for him, I would say that I am more high energy than Blaine. Blaine is a bass player and he is very calm and very chill in everything that he does. Tea and this process just makes sense for him because you actually have to like sit down at a table and, and there are things that you do to warm up all the glasses and how you're steeping it and all that. But he has friends over for tea all the time and we've joked that it's turned into like his little ministry um so cute because people come over and have tea with Blaine and it's been really special because I can't tell you how many like sacred moments we have had at our table and just inviting people into our home and people you know just kind of pour out their hearts when they sit down and have tea for Blaine and he always he always blocks out like an hour and it's never shorter than three or four hours with each of these people, which is just so, so sweet. But he even, he tours. And a couple of years ago, we got him, you know, like a road case for him to be able, oh like gosh. a lot of people bring their, I need their coffee road cases on the road. Um, but he made a tea one. So he has tea on the bus and or in hotel rooms, like wherever he is. But it's really sweet. He's a, he's a special guy. I am just feeling like, as someone who did coffee sessions that lasted three, four hours, maybe Blaine needs a podcast. Honestly, I mean, with Reedy? about it. <laughs> you kidding me? The only thing is he's not that much of a talker. Well, most, most podcasts, I talk more than most podcast people because it really <laughs> is like an actual coffee date. It's not so much of an interview. Yeah. Because that's the way I like it being. But most people are just like ask questions. Yeah, and then the other person is supposed to, to talk the whole time. And Blaine's very good at questions. I'm going to let you talk to him about Guys, this. if you see a podcast pop up, Tea with Reedy. That's right. Reedy Tea, Tea, Reedy. Re, we'll figure. We'll, we'll workshop we'll it. We'll work on the name. We'll workshop it. His middle initial is T, so we always joke like Blaine T, Reedy, T. <gasps> so it should be called Blaine T-E-A, Reedy. Yeah. I'll let you talk to him about I it. I will. Well, I'm forcing him to listen <laughs> I, to this podcast. It's that, <laughs> it's that convincing factor <laughs> that he needs. Put me in, coach. I got this. <laughs> you figured Put it me. out. <laughs> Put me in, coach. He would be so good at it. I know. Oh, I'm here for it. Okay, that's going to happen. Okay, before we close out, actually, I don't always do this, but sometimes I feel the Lord ask my guests to pray for my people. Mm. And I would love for you specifically for this Mother's Day episode to pray for those who have lost their moms or is this is just a hard day, you know? Yeah. Well, this will be on a Wednesday, but this last Sunday or Sunday after yeah. is a hard day. So... Will you do that for our people? Yeah. And for those who are wanting to, you know, come back to the Lord. Yeah. And that experience in softening hearts and. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. God, I thank you for, well, I just thank you for Kaylee and for her heart and just letting her share all of the wisdom and her experiences that really need to be heard, Lord, and just opening up um, this space for a community to develop. And I know she's such a special person and I'm thankful that people are getting to hear just her heart on things. And I've been so blessed to be 
one of her friends for a long time and, and get to share in that wisdom. But I'm just, I thank you that you are creating a space to bring other people into this conversation. And I just pray for every person who is listening to our voices, that they would just feel your presence uh, so tangibly around them in their lives, Lord. And on this special episode for Mother's Day, I pray that you would meet them in the same way that you met me and in in different ways than you met me, God, but just that it would be tailor-made for each person, that you would just speak to their hearts and that you would do something special for them this week if this is a hard week. Um, And not for people who have just lost parents, but maybe people who have never felt um, that relationship that they have so longed for in a parent um, or even have an estranged parent, anything like that. God, I just pray that you would meet them and bless them in a special way, that you would teach them that you are their father and that you are just loving on them in a way that they have never experienced before. And for those people that you are just calling back to your heart, God, I just, I pray that they would be able to take just one step towards you and that they would see how you would meet them, God, and um, that you would just do miraculous things in people's hearts because we know that you're good and we know that you're loving and we know that even when there's mystery around the things that we go through and maybe we don't understand, um, God, that I just pray that you would just shine a light on those areas in our lives and our hearts and that you would bring your healing and that you would bring your comfort and that people would be able to posture their hearts towards you, Lord, as you meet them. So we just bless your name, God. We love you. We're thankful for spaces where we can not only talk with each other, but meet with you specifically, God. So we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, I wasn't expecting a good prayer myself, but that was very <laughs> nice. I will receive I just it. Threw that in there. I was like, oh, I did not give her a spark note on, on praying for me, but I will take it. Anytime Sky has a prayer or a dream for me, I receive it. Oh, man. I love you. Love Thank you. you for doing this. Thanks for this having me. made my whole really, week really fun. Oh, I love you. Love you. Talk to y'all next week. All right, guys, I am thrilled to tell you guys who you can expect on the podcast next week. This guy is Nashville's hottest overnight success, I say with air quotes. We talked the 17 years it took to get here and how his life changed overnight. Join me next week as we hear the incredible story of our friend, Walker Hayes. Talk to you all next week.